up, everyone? Welcome to the St. Phil Sports History for September 10th, 2023. I'm your host, Jim Montgomery. Finally, it is game day. I am pumped. Couldn't really sleep well last night because of how pumped I am. I am ready to go. And it's just, whew, finally. And I think today is when the Eagles start the the road to redemption and, and bucking all of the trends that everybody says it's going to cost them their their season and I don't know if you want more and, and specifically on what I feel about this season go check out the latest Back to the Future I dropped it this week I do a little football special talk uh, the state of college sports and what it kind of means for a team like Temple uh, talk a little fantasy versus sports betting and then give my preview for the Eagles. I went through and gave you kind of a breakdown through the month of August. This is the official prediction, what I think their record is and how far I see them going. So go check out Back to the Future. The Eagles don't play till 425 today. It's rainy. Plenty of time for you to go check that out wherever you get your podcast as well as on YouTube. Speaking of those Temple football owls. Uh, they're just not good. And it goes back to what I talked about in Back to the Future. And it's just, it's a shame really because it wasn't that long ago. It's roughly been, uh, my son will be eight tomorrow. It's been eight years since that team was a must-see TV across the country. And it's just, it's amazing how how far they've fallen in just eight years. But lost to Rutgers 36-7. I mean, and I think to me, and I don't want to get too much into what uh, I talked about in Back to the Future, but that game yesterday to me was just the difference of what's happening in college football. Rutgers is not necessarily a uh, top-tier school in the Big Ten. <clears throat> I think it's fair to say they're, they're bottom half. But the talent level between a Big Ten school and the AAC is just it, it's huge, and that's what you saw. I mean, Temple tried to to stay into it, but it's just they just have more talent, and I that's the way college football is going. But again, more on that on Back to the Future. Go check that out. Uh, like I said, what else are you gonna do? You're gonna listen to NFL Game Day and Rich Eisen for for eight hours before the game. Take 45 minutes and check out Back to the Future. Uh, all right, Phils. Uh, Nola is the biggest enigma, I think, out there. Uh, was terrible yesterday. Absolutely terrible. I thought, here we go again. But then the way this team fights, I you got to love it. Um, I mean, they got out to the 5-0 lead. Next thing you know, it's 5-4. And they just said, you know what? Screw it. And, and this time it was Marsh. And it seems like there's always somebody else stepping up. I like the way that they trust uh, Thompson when he makes the moves in the lineup. You had Castellanos hitting eight, went two for three, I think it was, and knocked in two runs. So I, I think that, to me, is one of those qualities about this team that's hard to quantify because a lot of guys would be like, no, you're not putting me at eight. But he saw what happened, and they talked about this on the um, – the broadcast when like Trey Turner got dropped down, JT got dropped down. So for a guy like Cassianos to get dropped down, I think Schwarber at some point early in the season get dropped down. I like the flexibility in this and the fact that the guys are not so ego driven that it's like ah. And Cassianos, I mean, very easily could have pouted it about hitting eighth, but instead he said, eh, "I'll just go out and and do my thing," uh, and it paid off. But again, I I'm very concerned with this pitching staff. I mean, it's Wheeler and Sanchez have been the two most consistent guys in the the, the rotation. 
And I mean, that's it's not going to cut it. I mean, and I don't know. It's I'm anxious to see how the rest of this week plays out because they have the doubleheader tomorrow. But let's go out, get that win today, and make it a, a Philly sweep. And I kind of like the uh, the Philly sweep idea for a parlay. Actually, T- taking Eagles uh, Eagles Phillies money line parlay. Why not have a little bit of fun on a Sunday? Uh, want more Phillies coverage? Check out our 2008 Phils. Uh, actually, got me thinking. I, I really do like that Phillies. i got to write that down so I don't forget to bet it. Uh, but go to 2008 Phils. The link is in the description. They give you access to their entire site uh, for 75% off currently, specifically for this day in Philly sports history listeners. Uh, everything on the site, the 2008 banner t-shirt, uh, you get... 2008 Phils follows your Twitter account, access to giveaways like T-shirts, tickets, things like that. Uh, Again, $2 a month, $20 for the year. Go check them out. The link is in the description. Um, But why not check them out? I'm sure there's going to be a ton of good things. And what I like is when there's not games, uh, he puts certain things out there. Just follow his Twitter, too. Like I said, it's a good Twitter follow. Um, But... Also, it is football, so check out my buddies over at the Clashing Conferences podcast. Uh, get you primed and ready for week one. Uh, in the NFC East, you got the Eagles uh, taking on the Patriots, Washington taking on Arizona, as well as um, oh, Dallas and the Giants are playing each other. Tonight. Uh, so I think t- uh, tonight. Uh, so be sure to check that out. Uh, good guys over there. It's very interesting. And a day like today, it's rainy. Why not just catch up on a lot of things like that? Uh, but speaking of the Eagles, um, time to kind of really go in. And what I tend to do, uh, if you follow from last year, give you my pick. And we'll keep track of what the picks are. Uh, we didn't do so hot in the regular season picking against the spread last year. Uh, we got hot in the playoffs, and I think we ended up finishing almost around 500 with the picks last year. Um, sometimes I might throw some totals in there too, um, like today. Uh, but I, I think going up to New England, it's you have the Super Bowl hangover, and I talk a lot about that on Back to the Future. But it's also Tom Brady Day. Now, I don't know what to expect on this because it's not they're not retiring his number. It's just sort of, I guess his official retirement uh, sort of appreciation thing. And I can totally see what's going to end up happening down the road with this. It's going to be very similar to what the Sixers do with AI, where there for a while it was every month they were having AI night. Um, and I could see and, and what you do that when the team is not good and you're trying to get people in the seats. So I can see this happening down the road. But for today, it's just Tom Brady Appreciation Day, I guess. Uh, the crowd will definitely be a little bit pumped up because Tom's in the house. But then I think what's going to happen is the team might kind of ride some of that momentum. But honestly, they're just not as good a team as the Eagles top to bottom. I would have been worried. I know on the, the radio this week, Joe Giglio was talking a lot about how he was nervous about this game. Had Thursday night not happened, I'd be way more nervous about this game. And I think it would have been easy for the Eagles to go in there and and get caught off guard. But I think they're watching. They know what happened to Kansas City. And I think that was a wake-up call for them. That Like, listen, because 
the Lions, I think, are a better team than the Patriots. So for them to, to go in there now and remain focused, and it's not like they're not a focused team anyway. <clears throat> I was able to get the spread this morning at three and a half. Uh, four is a little uh, um, dicey, but I like the Eagles minus the three and a half. If you can find three and a half, go with that. Uh, I, I just think that they're a better team and the talent's going to prove it. They might get off to a little bit of a slow start, but I can't see Mac Jones really doing much of anything um, with this defense. I, I, I just I don't see it. Um, so take the Eagles. Or I'm taking the Eagles. Do with it what you will, but we'll keep track of this. Take the Eagles minus 3.5. Now, I mentioned the total. Usually I don't necessarily mess with totals too much, but this total is 44.5. And I, I I don't know. I can see the Eagles putting up 30 points themselves. Uh, so I'm leaning toward the over. I'm not going to put this officially, I don't think, on our um, on the record. Eh, you know what? Let's put it official. It's first week. Let's go, let's go big first week. We'll do the Eagles minus 3.5 over 44.5. Like I said, I just see the Eagles scoring almost 30 points themselves. And then that means two touchdowns to for the Patriots. I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility. Um, so go Eagles minus three and a half over forty four and a half, and we'll we'll put both of them on the official record for this week. Probably if we if this blows up in our face, we'll 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 reevaluate starting next week. But Eagles minus three and a half over forty four and a half. All right, I've been saying it all season. The time has come. I still have it sitting next to me over here. The fly t-shirt from Philly Goat. Cannot wait to wear it on the back porch today. Having some some wings, a couple beers. Go to phillygoat.com. Get your own fly shirt. Get whatever you want. I've been telling you, Sixers season is around the corner. Flyers. Get your stuff ready for the Phillies postseason run. Go check them out. Use the promo code Jim Montgomery, 10% off of your order. That's phillygoat.com. All right. Today, we're going to go back to 1980, and hopefully we're going to send some championship vibes the Eagles' ways today. But on this day, it was rookie Marty Bystrom tossing a five-hit complete game shutout in his first career start versus the Mets. Phillies won that game 5 to nothing. Marty Bystrom went 5-0 with a 1.5 ERA in five starts and one relief appearance as a September call-up for the Phillies. And the Phillies were battling that whole season with uh, Montreal for the lead in the division. Uh, They ended up winning the NL East by one game that year. So Bystrom definitely going 5-0 down the stretch was a huge, huge part of what helped them get there and win. Uh, But he wasn't done. And in the postseason, he pitched five and a half innings against Nolan Ryan in game five of the NLCS, a game in which the Phillies won because back then the NLCS was only the best of five. Uh, So out dueling the legend, Nolan Ryan. um, And then in World Series, he gave up – <clears throat> Excuse me. He only gave up two runs in the NLCS. Pitch game five then of the World Series. Pitched five innings, three runs. Phils won that game four to three. So he was a big part of why the Phillies got to the postseason and part of their success. Pitching in two of their wins, both game five wins in the postseason in the NLCS and the World Series. Never really got back to that magic he had in September and October that year. 
But on this day, it was Marty Beister making his first career start as a Philly, uh, beating the Mets 5 to nothing, going the distance, and then just being the kind of catalyst for that pitching staff going forward in September, winning the division, and then on into the playoffs. Let's take some of that magic and send it to New England today for the Eagles. All right, time for who wore it best. And this one I thought was going to turn out like this, but not quite this bad. Uh, poor Mitch did not get a vote. Jerome Brown is our favorite 99 in Philly. I really think I, I don't disagree with that at all. I, I think Mitch Williams is a tad bit underrated because of some of the blown saves and things like that. But um, he had a pretty solid career. But I think when you're putting him up against Jerome Brown, I think Jerome Brown would have been one of the best. I think he would have been a Warren Sapp type, but better. If that's even possible. So that's how good Jerome Brown was. So not really surprised with that victory uh, for Jerome. I kind of like it. Big Jerome fan. I told you about my story. So we'll go there. So today, a very underrated, and I'm going to be willing to go out there and say possibly the best number in Philly sports history. And that is number 15. And I don't know, I'll let you digest that a little bit because you're like, wait, what, 15? It's not necessarily one of the first numbers you think of when you think Philly sports players. Uh, some notables uh, for the Phillies, Boom Boom Beck, a player from the 30s and 40s wore it. Uh, quite possibly, we might have to do uh, something in the next coming months about best nicknames because, honestly, Boom Boom Beck, hands down, like that might run away with the title uh but rick shewart dave hollins from those 93 phillies andrew knapp pat falloon for the flyers and that's about it <clears throat> and here's why there are three absolute studs that have worn this number in the course of philly sports history for the eagles you had number 15 steve van buren running back helped lead the eagles to two titles in the 40s hall of famer Eagles retired his number. One of the best to ever do it. Then you have Hal Greer helped the Sixers win a title in 1966-67. Uh, Hall of Famer in his own right. Good, dates back to the Syracuse Nationals. His number's retired down at the Wachovia Center. And then the Phillies just retired this number. This man should be in the Hall of Fame. And I cannot believe he's not. It's a travesty he's not. and He's dead now and we'll never get to see it. I think he'll get in eventually. And it's a travesty. And that is Dick Allen, number 15 for the Phillies. What a lineup. You have three, two definite Hall of Famers. One should be Hall of Famer. And that's why not many people have worn the number 15. And I'm willing to go out there and say, I don't think there's another number in Philly sports where... You have three teams that you can make the case for any one of three of these guys as the best 15 in Philly sports history. Tell me what you think. Am I, is this, am I exaggerating this a little bit for number 15? Uh, so let me know that, but be sure to let me know who your favorite number 15 is in Philly sports history. Is it Steve Van Buren? Is it Hal Greer? Or is it Dick Allen? Be sure to vote. On this day back in 1980, it was Marty Bystrom, not number 15. Making his major league first major league start for the Phillies, a 5-0 complete game shutout win over the Mets, kind of sparking the Phillies to a good September and winning the division. We know they went on to win the World Series. Eagles back in action today, and I cannot wait. The official picks, we're taking the Eagles minus 3.5 and, and the over 44.5. 
Not sure what's wrong with Aaron Nola. He's broken, but look for the Phils to to bounce back and win that series against the Marlins today. If you want a little extra action, uh, I kind of like, like I said, the the whole the Philly special, the Phillies Eagles money line parlay. Check out Back to the Future for more details on the Eagles season as well as the state of Temple football. Uh, as far as uh, what this new realignment and landscape means for them. But be sure to just be safe today. Have fun. Check out our friends, 2008 Phil's Clashing Conferences podcast, and, of course, Philly Goat. Listen to Back to the Future. It's raining. Catch up. This has been This Day in Philly Sports History. I'm Jim Montgomery. Go have yourselves a Sunday and go birds.